Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 670 of the Juicebox Podcast. On today's program, Leona is here to talk about her child's type 1 diabetes and Graves' disease. The Graves came first at an alarmingly young age. This is their story. I didn't even like that I just said this is their story, but it's a little late tonight, so I'm going to leave it in. Nothing you hear on the Juicebox podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan or becoming bold with insulin. Now, you don't have to ask your doctor about going to t1dexchange.org forward slash juicebox and filling out the survey. If you are a U.S. citizen who has type 1 diabetes or is the caregiver of someone with type 1, you can, in fewer than 10 minutes, take a simple survey that will help other people living with type 1 diabetes. And, bonus, it's going to support the Juicebox podcast. t1dexchange.org forward slash juicebox. Oh, Leona's from Canada, too, so, I mean, you know she's great. This episode of the Juicebox Podcast is sponsored by Dexcom, makers of the Dexcom G6 Continuous Glucose Monitor. Learn more and get started today at Dexcom.com forward slash juicebox. The podcast is also sponsored by Omnipod. Makers of the Omnipod Dash and the forthcoming Omnipod 5. Learn more, and again, you can get started today at my link, omnipod.com forward slash juicebox. There are links to Dexcom, Omnipod, and all of the sponsors in the show notes of your podcast player and at juiceboxpodcast.com. When you support the sponsors by clicking on the links, you're supporting the show. Thank you. Here comes Leona. My name is Leona. I'm a mom of two children, Abby and Jackson, and a wife. And my daughter, Abigail, is 15, and she is our type 1 diabetic in the family. Cool. Um, Leona, now that you're talking more, I want to ask you if there's something noisy behind you, a fan, like a heater running, something like that that you wouldn't normally notice. There could be. Let me let me turn the one fan off that's on. One sec. Thank you very much. I've got a keen ear, people. I hear everything. You understand? Like a dog. Here comes Leona. She's getting back. Is that better? I need you to speak a full sentence and then I'll know. Uh, say Hi, Scott. Uh, is that better? Yep, it is. So you're... Perfect. Uh, here's what I can tell just from you speaking at the beginning. You're wearing noise-canceling earphones. I am. And so when you're not talking, I couldn't hear the fan. And as soon as you started speaking, then there was background noise because it was letting your voice through. So that was perfect. Oh, okay. Very much. So real quickly, you're married. You got two kids. One of them has diabetes? Correct. My daughter. Your daughter. How old is she? She just turned 15 about two weeks ago. And how long ago was she diagnosed? She was diagnosed um, December 24th, 2019. 2019, 2020, 2020. Got a little bit of time, a little distance. A little bit, yeah. We're, we're settling into the life, yes. <laughs> you made it sound like <laughs> you made it sound like you're in the mob. 
<laughs> it sometimes does feel like that, Scott. It really does. <laughs> You're like, oh, we've, we've, we understand we can't get out now, and uh, we're just trying to make the best of it. Uh, but you have to, right? Yeah, you yeah, have to. It's pretty, pretty accurate. So, um, you're. I, I just going to start with you by asking, what made you want to come on the show? Well, I found your podcast within a couple of weeks of Abby's diagnosis, and I don't know what I would have done without it. Um, I listened to it driving to work, um, to and from in my commute and feeling like there's people out there who, who get it, who are in the same situation, feeling like you're not alone Mm -hmm. was, has been huge and a lifesaver for me and for my husband. I I make him listen (laughs) (laughs) and knowing that if there's something that I can share that other people can relate to and maybe make them feel not so alone as well is really why I, I reached out to you. Okay. All right. I appreciate that. I really do. Um, let's hear a little bit about Abby's diagnosis. So, um, did it present in a classic way or was it different? Well, no, a little bit of backstory if I can, Scott. Um, when Abby was two years old, she was diagnosed with Graves disease. Okay. And that took quite a long time to get diagnosed. Um, I was kind of, um, told I was being like a hypochondriac mom that, that she was fine, that there wasn't anything wrong with her. And then they finally told me that they, th- they thought she had a brain tumor because her eyes were protruding out of the sockets. Yeah. Um, and that Graves disease does not happen in two year olds. So I, I finally found a doctor that would listen to us and said, fine, you can, you can, we'll do the TSH test, but good luck getting a blood test on her. She's my first child. She's very busy, very active. And she sat through the blood test like a champ, was good to go. And I got a phone call at night from the hospital saying, you need to get your daughter into emergency. She has toxic levels of thyroid hormones and she's at risk of cardiac arrest. Mm. So we go to the hospital. We end up having to go to Vancouver um, to a children's hospital And they had never seen a case in a child this young before and dealt with all that. She was on methimazole for years, antithyroid medication. And eventually, I think it was about five or six years, she went into remission, meaning that she was euthyroid, right? Like her levels were normal. She still had extremely high antibody levels, but she was euthyroid, didn't need any medication anymore. But they warned us that when she hit puberty we very well could see a relapse. So enter 2019, Abby got sick. She had just a virus. Um, It was probably around August or September of 2019. She had this virus and then school starts. And she was really lethargic for a really long time. I would come home from work and she'd be asleep on the couch. And I'd be like, you know, quit staying up so late at night, you know. Now looking back, it's complete mom guilt because I didn't know that she was sick. (laughs) And then I I noticed she was starting to lose some weight. She had a little bit of weight to lose, um, but she was also getting taller. And I thought, well, this is puberty. You know, she's stretching up, thinning out a little bit. Right. And one day she looked, she had, she had lost a significant amount of weight 
got on the scale and she had lost about between 20 and 25 pounds. Oh, wow. Yeah. And phoned the doctor and I, th- I instantly thought this was her Graves disease coming back because when she was diagnosed, she was quite, quite thin. Mm-hmm. That's a symptom of hyperthyroidism. Um, and I was, I was positive that that's what this was. So we made an appointment. Our appointment was for Christmas Eve. Um, so the night before we were watching a movie and during the two hour movie, she got up to pee at least seven times. And in my head, I thought, you know, I don't have a lot of experience with diabetes. I did have gestational diabetes with my son, but that's the extent of my diabetic knowledge. Yeah. But I thought, you know, I, I've heard frequent urination is a symptom. So we go to the doctor's office lunchtime on Christmas Eve. He kind of is thinking, I mean, I don't know what he's thinking, but at the time he's like, yeah, definitely could be her, the thyroid disease presenting itself again. Mm-hmm. Does the blood work. 4 p.m. on Christmas Eve, the doctor phones us and said, I'm sorry, you have to go to the hospital. Abby has diabetes. Mm-hmm. And so we go to the hospital on Christmas Eve and her blood sugar was um, 33.7. Oh, jeez. Yeah, so we're in Canada, so the, the numbers are a bit different than what, than what you guys use. I'll give it to you in a second. Hold on, 33.7? Yeah. Are you okay, by the way, Lenny? Do you get to tell this story very often? Because no, there's no, I don't have a lot of people that understand the type one diabetes life. Right. Because you're getting upset, right? I can hear it in your it's voice. It's emotional. Yeah, yeah. No, I understand. I'm not. I'm not saying you shouldn't. I'm just. I don't know you. <laughs> I've only known you for eight minutes, so I'm making sure that I'm <laughs> hearing everything correctly. By the way, uh, for those of you uh, using a different measuring system, her blood sugar was six hundred and seven. So 33.7. And I have, I did reach out to find out some info knowing I was coming on the podcast. Her A1C was, I think they said 14.7. Wow. Wow. How, how long do you think she had been impacted by diabetes before you knew? Well, so I asked that. I, you know, the mom guilt comes in and I said, how long had she been sick? And they figured it was probably the August or September when she got this virus. Mm-hmm. But that's potentially what what triggered it just guessing right i'm not sure how it works but can i ask a question um when at two years old they tell you graves disease and oh two-year-olds don't get graves disease and blah blah blah, and then they do and now they're telling you like look out for it like it could come back you know it might go away who knows does that give you a feeling that your daughter's going to have medical issues in her life like do you know what i mean by that like when Arden got diabetes, I kind of was like, oh, well, that's a random thing. And I, I didn't think bigger about it than that. And then when she, you know, we found out she had hypothyroidism, I was like, oh, God, Arden's going to be a kid who has like a bunch of illnesses. Like I like I had that that vibe in my chest. I know I was wondering if that ever occurred to you way back then. I didn't at the Graves disease diagnosis. I didn't. I was a, a relatively new mom. She was only two. Yeah. Um, and. You're, you're so in the middle of it and just making sure your kid's okay that no, I never had that thought then. The diabetes diagnosis, I certainly was like, okay, no. I wonder what she else She got the might crappy happen. genetic combination here. <laughs> Has anything else happened since the diabetes? She's, she, so I didn't realize this as well. Um, here in 
in British Columbia, when you're diagnosed with type one diabetes, they immediately test you for celiac. Mm-hmm. And they told us at her follow-up appointments that sh- her levels were really high, but they were going to wait another six months and test them because I, I guess those levels can be high at diagnosis and you don't necessarily have celiac disease. Okay. So they retested in six months and they were still extremely elevated. So we have had to go through the biopsy procedure and she has been diagnosed celiac as well. Mm. And I'll say she's taken that harder than her diabetes diagnosis. Oh, really? It's yeah. It just, you know, everything she eats, that's, that's just another layer to have to be aware of. Right. And at 13, now she's 15. um, It's just, just one more thing that she doesn't want to have to deal with. And I I don't blame her, but she says, I'd rather have diabetes than celiac. (laughs) Do you think it's the culmination of three things or do you think it's specifically the loss of being able to eat certain items? I think it's probably the combination to be honest, because she, she is the strongest, most positive human I do know. But she's had, you know, maybe three times she has said to me, mommy, this isn't fair. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nope, it's not fair. Um, so I think it's the com- combination of the the, the trio. Yeah. yeah. Do you consider how to help her with that as she gets older? Like, is there, has that been in your head, the idea of like therapy or just continuing to talk about it, make sure it doesn't get swept under the rug or she doesn't start dealing with it in a a strange way. Absolutely. You know, I've, I've thought, I think mommy needs some therapy to deal with all this. <laughs> and would, would she like to talk to somebody? Because I know it's difficult. And she says, no, mommy, I have you to talk to. <laughs> Great. Well, then you really so, better get fixed up. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> She's going to pull you aside one day and you're going to be like, listen, I'm going to tell you something. You're right. This is we're getting I did. Here. I said it's not <laughs> right. It's not fair. Yeah. It really isn't fair, you know. And I try to let her have her feelings, but also know it could be a lot worse. And I, I try to simplify it that this is the best time in history to have celiac. There's gluten free everything now. Yeah. Um, and that yes, you need to take some medicine before you can eat, and, and try to simplify it a little bit so it doesn't seem so. So grand, you know, but Mm. no, and I don't want to, by the way, I want to make sure I'm clear. I do think it's valuable to tell them this sucks and it's a, it's a tough draw and nobody's fault, like that kind of stuff. I think you should be honest about it like that. I meant like, I didn't want to see you get like, you know, down in the dumps and just start like constantly kicking a can. And I guess I think that does happen. I think people can get, I mean, you can call it whatever you want, like depressed by it, um, you know, just drug down, they just lose hope or whatever that ends up being. When you start mirroring that to your kids, that's bad stuff. You, you know, Absolutely. You, you know, you can't, you can't be telling your children, um, you know, this is the family curse or whatever stupid stuff people say to people. Like I've heard that before. Like, Oh, don't worry. You're never going to make any money. Our family's cursed. What does that even exactly. mean? You, you know, like you can't put that in a kid's head. You get self-fulfilling prophecies that way. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, and I, and I work really hard at not trying to undermine her feelings, but just letting her know that, you know, we're going to be okay. She's going to be okay. And yeah, it does suck, but 
no, we'll get through it as a family. Yeah. Right. That's what, that's what families do. We support her and we've had to make changes in the house as a family and it's just what we do. Right. Yeah. yeah. Do you, are you married? You are. Um, I am married. Yes. Is your husband very involved with all this or is this just one of these things that falls to you and her or how does that work? He he's working on it. it. It fell hard on me in the beginning. And that was something we had to work on together because as you know, it's, um, it's a second full-time job, right? Being yeah. a it's the first a pancreas for somebody. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes your other job goes away because of it. I've seen that happen to people. I can imagine. I mean, there's times when I'm like, should I have taken some time off work? Like it could, it's it's a lot. But no, he's he has stepped up his game and, and he helps out quite a bit and helps out in the night if if we're needing to deal with high blood sugars or low blood sugars. We he helps out a lot. I'm very lucky. Yeah. I can actually picture myself almost 14 years ago at the children's hospital that my daughter used, picking out the Omnipod for the first time. It was on a table with a bunch of other insulin pumps, and I saw it like a gemstone in the distance. I looked over and my eyes said, Scott, that pump does not have tubing on it. And I was right. I walked over to it with my feet and I got there and I picked it up and I looked at it and I thought, this is the right pump. I thought that. 14 years ago, and I still think that today, Omnipod is the right choice for us, and it just may be the right choice for you. You can head over to Omnipod.com forward slash juice box and find out for yourself because you could be eligible. Oh my goodness, Scott, what are you talking about? Eligibility. That's right. You may be eligible for a free 30-day trial of the Omnipod Dash. Free means no money. 30 days is almost a month in some months, and in some months, more than a month. It's 30 days. You're going to get pods to try for free. Omnipod.com forward slash juice box. I had to pay for it the day I saw it. Not you. You might get a free one for a whole month. What are you doing? I mean, at this point, I imagine you're not even here. You probably dropped your phone and you're on your way to Go to omnipod.com forward slash juice box. I'm, I'm probably just talking to your earphones that are floating around in the rug right now or a carpet. Depends on what you call it, I guess. Some of you may have hardwood. This is not the point. Omnipod.com forward slash juice box. Get started today with the insulin pump that my daughter has been wearing since she was four years old. Every day for 14 years, just about just a, yeah, four, eight, carry the one. It's about 14 years. A long time is what I'm saying. We've loved it. Arden's loved it. I think you may too. Omnipod.com forward slash juice box. Go find out for yourself. We're talking about an insulin pump that is not just tubeless, but you can swim with it and bathe with it, jump up and down. There's you know nothing to get caught on anything. That would be no tubing. What I'm saying is you can go into bodies of water or your shower or your bathtub or you know what I mean? Like your swimming pool, a lake, other things that I guess a puddle if it was big enough. You get what I'm getting at? Omnipod.com forward slash juice box. At this moment, I'm supposed to say for full safety, risk information, and free trial terms and conditions, also visit Omnipod.com forward slash juice box. Now, speaking of things that may be free, you may be eligible for a free 10-day trial of the Dexcom G6 continuous glucose monitor. Oh my lordy lordy, I'm not lying to you. Dexcom.com forward slash juice box. Head on over right now and find out if what I am saying is applicable to you. Why would you do that? 
Well, how about because with Dexcom, you can see your blood sugar in real time on the receiver or on your phone, whether it be an iPhone or an Android. This is handy. 10 people could follow you. Like say you're an adult and you want your husband to follow you. That could happen. Or maybe you've got a kid with diabetes and you're thinking, I'd love for the school nurse to follow along. You could do that too. As a matter of fact, you could have the school nurse follow along 10 times if you wanted to, because up to 10 people can follow the Dexcom G6. I know what you're thinking. 10? I don't even know 10 people, Scott. That's what I'm saying. You have choice. This is beautiful. You are unlimited. You understand what I'm saying? I mean, but you're limited to 10, but you get what I'm getting at. Dexcom.com forward slash juice box. Seeing your blood sugar in real time makes a real difference. I just made that up right now, and it's true. So why don't you go check it out? We're just getting started with Leona, so I want to get you back to her so you can enjoy the rest of the conversation. What does he do for a living? Like, you don't have to tell me where he works, but what kind of work does he do? He He works in the bank. He's a financial advisor. I was going to ask him if he was a trapper, but never mind. Um, (laughs) I learned today that I could say caster instead of beaver. Is that a Canadian thing? A what instead of a beaver? Can I say caster instead of beaver? Did I get bad information? I've not heard of a caster. Mother people, I, I the person who gave me that info is listening to this right now. Did I miss? They totally are, and they're laughing. <laughs> you, you think they they're like, oh, I get him to say something. Hold on, uh, beavers are large semi-aquatic rodents in genus Castor, native to the northern hemisphere. All right, what? All right, it's they're, you know, when you know, you remember from school, kingdom, phylum, class, order, family. I think it's yeah. subfamily or genus species. I don't know exactly. Uh, the genus is Castor. I think I'm being made fun of here. I don't appreciate this. I don't know. It's just a beaver. <laughs> it's just a beaver. <laughs> it's just a beaver. Uh, I should get a beaver tail and slap that person in the head who told me. You that. should get a beaver tail. That's right. <laughs> yeah. All right. I should get a beaver tail. I don't even know what that means. Um, I Anyway, your husband works in a bank. He's not a trapper. <laughs> So that ruins my my image of you living in an igloo. Never mind. In an um, igloo, yeah, yes. Yeah. Uh, or a lean-to or whatever. I guess lean-to wouldn't be for cold weather, right? No, that'd be a little chilly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, so your daughter's... You're very, you're very well uh, liked and, and known where I live as well. Oh, in the Canada. Oh, yeah, yeah. In, in the Canada. Yeah, in yeah, the yeah, Canada, yeah. 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 <laughs> no, 100%. I can see the numbers. Much respect, yeah. much respect to Canadian listeners. Let me give you a top five. U.S., Canada, U.K., Australia, all right in the mix there for two, three, four. Um, then you'd be surprised, like, where it goes from there. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. Do you want to know? We'll, we'll I back, do. We'll get back to this in a second. I mean, you brought it up. So um, I'm really high on the charts in some countries, like New Zealand, uh, I, for some reason, have been number one in Cape Verde for quite some time. Oh. I'm assuming that means there are three people in Cape Verde listening to the podcast. I'm, I'm not 100% sure. Um, <laughs> but the podcast is like the UK is is really strong. Like it, it's very strong in the UK, France, Germany, all right in there. Um, I'm very surprised by how many people listen in Korea, Japan, India and India is really coming on suddenly. So it's interesting. Um, That's really cool. Yeah. Saudi Arabia is one of the, the podcasts that I, I enjoyed. And, and Abby, she doesn't listen to very many of your podcasts. I wouldn't either if that. I was her. Yeah, but. 
But I did have her listen to the episode where there was three girls in the Cayman Islands. Oh, weren't they great? They were amazing. I yeah. loved it. And she I mean, she doesn't have any friends with type one, right? So she doesn't have a diabody or mm-hmm. she really enjoyed that episode. That was really good. No, I'm glad. And also I'm huge in the Cayman Islands because of those three girls, which I think just means, I bet you are. I think that means that they're not many people listening I would to podcasts. So. <laughs> are they the only three type ones in children? In the well, well, but that's not the, the, listen. I mean, I don't know how many type ones are in the Cayman Islands, but the the point is that the show is really high there, which just probably means that people, as a general rule, don't listen to podcasts in the Cayman Islands. So, but in places like Canada and the UK, the show's just really like numbers wise is really strong, and I'm always amazed by that. Like, I I think India coming on so strong recently has taken me by surprise as well. Um, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Does it correlate? Do you think with the prevalence of of type one in countries. I think if it did, there's isn't like Sweden or oh, listen to me. I'm just saying things that don't make any sense now. Um, there's a Scandinavian country where everybody's listening is like, yeah, Scott, it's this one. And I don't know. There's a Scandinavian country that has a huge presence of type one. Let me see if I can figure out where it is real quick. I can't. Hmm. Anyway, I'm not sure where it is, but generally speaking, in that part of the world, the podcast is not that big. Interesting. So I just wonder if it's maybe so commonplace to them that they're like, I don't need a podcast for this. You know, know, I'm going to try to figure that out. Right. Well, you're definitely popular here. We we reference, oh, Scott says, like, it's as if you just live in this house with us. Well, I appreciate that. And Abby will be like, I roll. Sure, Scott says. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure she's thrilled. Yeah, yeah right. Who is hu- the Scott? And why is he always referenced here? <laughs> a lot of husbands and children, I don't think, like hearing my name. Uh, which, right? Um, Arden is now asking me when I'll be done. Hold on a second. Oh, that's the other episode. Yeah. The first time you had Arden on. And apparently Arden likes Marvel. Abby re- quite enjoys Marvel movies. So she... Enjoyed that as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, please. Our, we, last night we were sitting around and um, uh, my son was getting ready to go back to college. And I don't know what happened, but it came up all of a sudden, and it, which I don't know. I guess the girls were like doing like online uh, quizzes, you know, which Marvel character are you most like or something like that. Um, yeah. You know, so <laughs> I, I was just That's like, awesome. I, I don't know. But they seem to be very taken with it my son seemed irritated by the conversation um <laughs> although he loves the stuff he's running around yelling have you watched what if yet you have to watch what if i'm like all right i will i'm, I'm sorry um i don't even know what what if is i guess it's a disney channel a disney plus marvel cartoon that he said was really good yeah well i'm sure abby's quite aware of it yeah oh i imagine they, they let you have <laughs> disney plus in canada we do have Disney Plus in Canada, yes. You guys have everything. Look at that. We have everything. <laughs> that you have running water, electricity, stuff like that too, right? We sure do. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Come along. And apparently we have casters too. Yeah. Well, all right. I guess maybe not, but who knows. Um, <laughs> so I kind of want to understand how the initial, like Graves' disease diagnosis like i want to get back to that for a second first like that's the one that swings back and forth right you can be hyper or hypo with graves yep absolutely So, how do you manage that it's 
blood tests regularly, monitoring her levels. Um, and I know you're aware of this, that the, the doctors, you know, use that level, your TSH level to determine how healthy you are or how active the disease is. And, you know, she's been within the quote unquote normal range for quite some time. Um, I don't necessarily agree with that. I think it's definitely more how you feel than your symptoms. Me too. Um, but now you throw in diabetes and it's, it's it can be hard to determine where, where said the impacts are coming, coming from. from. Yeah. yeah. Um, so is it one of those things like it's not day by day, right? You don't go hyper hypo. It's not jumping like no. that, but it, it, it kind of comes and washes. So suddenly she'll be hyper. Yeah. And then when she's hyper, what does she need? When she's hyper, um, she has, she would need to be on antithyroid medications and that hasn't happened in quite some time. Since she was little. There was a time when she was on her methimazole medication, um, she would be on a certain dose and then we'd go for her routine blood work and we would have to half the medication or stop the medication. So mm-hmm. it, I would say it varies, you know, every few months, but so far she's been okay. Her endocrinologist ironically was the same endocrinologist she had for her Graves disease diagnosis is her endocrinologist now again. Um, yes, yeah. she's, she has said she probably thinks Abby will end up swinging to the hypothyroid side. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're just watching, gotcha. watching her levels for that. Well, I mean, first of all, there's only four or five doctors probably where you're at in the whole country. So, I mean, it's not that Well, you know crazy. what? Her pediatric endocrinologist doesn't even live where we are. She comes over from Vancouver. On a sled? Once a month. Say on a sled. On a sled. <laughs> just, just say it like it's true. On a sled, Leona? On a sled, yeah, Scott. She yeah, comes over right. on a sled. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Um, right. With like a big fuzzy like hood on her jacket and like like frost on her nose and stuff like that. You got it. That's what I thought. That's exactly what I thought. <laughs> um, so so, so people understand hyper too much thyroid hormone. Um, Correct. Yeah. get Gets those like the eye bulging, a lot of weight loss, right? Like a thin frame. All of a, a lot of weight loss. Yeah. Um, Which was why, again, with the diabetes, I, I was assuming it was her hyperthyroidism. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then hypo, you need the replacement hormone. You would need Synthroid. Yeah. Et cetera. Weight gain. Uh, yep. Hair falling out. Real lethargic, which you mentioned before. Like, can't can't sleep enough. Doesn't matter how much you sleep. Won't feel rested. Exactly. Yeah. Ooh. And so some of those symptoms mimic her diabetes symptoms, right? The Okay. It, and that's where I struggle with the guilt of she was sick, not realizing how severe, how severely sick she was and thinking part of it is teenage years. Um, she's staying up late. Um, well, you know, not really realizing what was going on. Let's talk about that for a second before we go back to her. Um, it's been a couple of years now. I assume that, intellectually you understand there's nothing you could have done right yes okay but it doesn't make the guilt go away no how does the guilt impact you well you're their you're their parent you're their mom you're the one that's supposed to protect them and keep them safe and i think i she tells me now you know she would go to bed at night and she would drink her water bottle full and then have to get up to use the washroom and of course she's 
13. She's not needing us to wake up in the night when she goes to the washroom with her. So we weren't aware of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I guess that was happening for several weeks and she didn't share that with us. Yeah. Um, and then she tells us she was so tired in class. A couple of times she fell asleep in class. Yeah. We didn't know about that. And I right. said, you know, now we're like, honey, you should have said something. Should have told, yeah. should have told us this yeah. stuff was happening. They don't know. Um, either, though. What's that? They don't know either though. Really? They exactly. Just, it just comes on. It, it's sort of like a, it's like a dimmer switch. You know, it just sort yeah. of hits you in a way where you, you kind of can't run from it. Hey, Leona, before we keep going with this conversation, um, is your windmill running in the background? Is the Tin Man masturbating? What is that noise I keep hearing? Um, eh, I don't eh, know. Eh, I don't hear eh. anything. You don't hear it? Okay. <laughs> no. I just keep hearing. Eh, eh, eh. Oh, the, my um, next door neighbors got a brand new puppy and it is outside in their backyard. That's so that could what it, be. That was my other guess. Had I not been trying And to I don't have a window open, so. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fine. Uh, I just want to know what it is so I can forget about it. Um, and had I, by the way, I want to be clear, had I not thought to make the Tin Man reference, I would have just said, is there a dog yelping somewhere? Oh, that's <laughs> but, it. You're good. <laughs> um, don't think about it. I'm sorry to put it in your head. I want to keep talking about the guilt, right? Like Because yes. I know what you're talking about. Everyone listening knows what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like mine did go away eventually, uh, but it took a lot longer than I expected. Well, that's what I'm finding. We're, we're coming mean, Christmas Eve will be two years um, for us. And I still struggle with it. You know, like nothing would have changed. She still would have had diabetes. But just knowing that she was suffering for that length of time and we didn't help her, you know, or we didn't get her the help she needed yeah. is. But that's not helped once you know she's okay, though. Why is right. that? Like, why doesn't it go away? I'm not asking you like, you know, I'm asking like, like existentially, like why once you know that the time didn't cause any lasting damage, like, why doesn't it just go away? Like, I don't know. You know what I mean? And and I've actually spoken to, to my uh, GP about it. And I've said, like, I feel awful. And he, you know, he said, Leona, no, you, you did what you needed to do. You got her help and she needed help. And I've seen people go a lot longer before getting help. So yeah, that's just what. And even still, that doesn't help, right? You still like. That's what the white coats say. That's what they're supposed to say, right? I mean, what? What? Can you imagine if she if he was like, "Yeah, Leona, honestly, I can't believe you didn't see that. It's very obvious." Way to go, mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) loser. Uh, So, like, you know, it's, it's, it's their only answer. You did everything you could. As soon as you figured it out, you got her to where she needed to go. You did it right, blah, blah. And I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm just saying that it's fascinating that it, I mean, you're not nearly the first person I've spoken to who talks about this. You, you know, the, the, um, it just won't let go of you. I think the guilt, and, and I've done a lot of thinking about this. I think that guilt and not being able to let that go, it's just showing how much you, how much you care and how much it's impacted you, right? I mean, mm. if you didn't have any guilt about it, or you didn't have any feelings about it. That'd be odd. Ah, it'd be odd. I th- I think. Yeah, you might be a might be a unbalanced if that if you could if you could like you know ah, what I mean? whatever. So what? Yeah. Like that's yeah. yeah. Yeah, we hit grandma with the car, but she was old. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, and just let it go. Like 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 make an excuse and let it go. So there's 
work for you to do in there, right? Which I would imagine yes. is probably personal positive reinforcement. Like you're going to have to keep reminding yourself, not only did you actually figure it out um, and she's okay, but you've continued to add to your knowledge and you didn't just leave her where you found her. Like you're bringing her forward, you know? Exactly. And that's honestly, this podcast and the episodes have been amazing. You know, sometimes I think, okay, how much more can I, how much more can you learn from, from Scott and the, every episode, something else clicks or like, yeah, I understand that too. Kate the Great was one of your recent episodes I listened to mm-hmm. and I'm driving home and I'm crying listening to that episode. And I was like, yes, that's exactly how I felt. And exact, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. Well, can it's you, absolutely amazing. Can you imagine if people don't listen to all of them and then one day you won't realize that a yelping puppy sounds like the Tin Man masturbating? I mean, no, honestly. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to tire out soon, right? It, it, I don't think it's going to. What kind of a dog are we talking about? Um, it's half Australian shepherd, half uh, Labrador, like doodle or poodle, I think is what they said. All right. So I, it's just seven weeks old. Like they literally just got it. Let me tell you maybe the worst news you're going to hear in your life. It's not going to stop. My neighbor. Yeah, it's going to stop. It's going to stop. Oh, I don't, I, if you're planning on breaking a law, don't say it on here. Okay. Leon. <laughs> but, um, if, uh, my, oh God, I, I, I probably should. My neighbor has like a, a, some sort of a herding dog. You know what I mean? Um, yes. And like a dog that's bred to like move animals. And when he sees me or my wife or my children or my dogs or anything walk into our backyard, he herds us until we go back inside. Oh, wow. Unmercifully. That's funny. And doesn't ever get tired. Bark. Really? It's like, this is my job. This is what I have to do. On a perfect, like, if I had a metronome, bark, 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 won't stop, right? And it's a yelpy bark. And I can, like, I'll look the dog in the face and I'll be like, yo, man, I'm sorry. Like, I, I got to cut the lawn. Bark, 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 bark. It won't. And then eventually my neighbor realizes that I'm outside and comes and gets the dog. Um. I've thought of doing illegal things too. <laughs> I wouldn't. Well, this puppy is very cute. So yeah, yeah. That'll, I'm hoping it's <laughs> that'll wear off. That's gonna wear thin. <laughs> <laughs> that'll wear off. Well, you're, that'll wear so off you're, you're standing at your at your grill trying to make a burger. <laughs> this thing is just like go in back my igloo, inside, right? Leona, in my grill and my igloo. <laughs> yeah, get back in the igloo, Leona. Get back in the league. bark, bark, bark. <laughs> oh my goodness, not good, not good. People should look into the animals they're buying a little closer so they understand how they're going to be. Right. Um, I have a, a question for you. Go ahead. Um, being diagnosed right at the onset of, of puberty, um, we didn't have this period of, of years beforehand to kind of maybe get into a rhythm yeah, or kind of understand how it all works. And she was diagnosed Christmas Eve. Um, she got her first period the next in March, March of 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, and then COVID hit, the world shut down. Um, and it's just been a roller coaster, um, trying to deal with hormones. Then all of a sudden the dramatic drop in activity, you know, schools closed, everything like that. Yeah. Um, the effect of hormones on 
your blood sugar yeah. is like next level. Hey, yeah. like it's, is that normal? Oh yeah. <laughs> um, we're still in the middle of, uh, so I've said this, you know, a ton of times in the podcast. And by the time this one comes out, I expect this part will be over, but Arden experienced, uh, such irregular periods that we had to do something about it because it was killing her. Like, I'm not even kidding. Like she was, it was like bloodletting her. She was, you know, her iron was dropping her. She, you, you started thinking she was having thyroid symptoms because of the lack of energy. And, but it was all just iron, you know, Wow. Uh, poor Arden would get her period uh, for like 11 days in a row. And then it would stop for like two days and then come back again. And it would just keep, oh my just gosh. keep going. So we eventually just gave up and um, we're like, well, let's try a birth control pill to see if we can, you know, save our life. And yeah, um, for sure. tried the first one. Uh, there was a different impact, like insulin worked differently on the first pill, which was a very low dose, the way that I was explained to me by the gyno. And it didn't impact her, her periods. But she made us do it Ooh. for three months. So it was three months of just like, really all over the place, weird, different blood sugars. And then she switched to a different pill, which was stronger, which turned into three, a three more month trial period where the blood sugars then were different again. And then we kind of didn't know. I mean, we noticed, but didn't think anything of it. The pharmacy switched her to a generic and then, oh my God. And then she started having the weirdest um, craving problems. So she suddenly couldn't tolerate the idea, taste, texture of meat. It just, and Mm -hmm. then that went into, she didn't, she wasn't hungry. And, you know, like a couple of months into it, I'm like, I said to Kelly, I'm like, this has got to be this birth control pill. Like, like it just doesn't make sense. Like, Arden's not eating things she normally eats. And she's not just like, no, I don't want a cheeseburger. She's, I'm disgusted by the idea of the cheeseburger. And so it's almost like being pregnant, having an aversion to. So I thought that too. And I brought it up to Jenny and Jenny's like, that's not how this should work. And I was like, okay, like what, you know, I, I, okay. If that's not how it should work. But then I took Arden back to the OB and I was like, listen, you got to give her a different pill, like, you know, anything. So she, so they gave her another one and then it takes, so then she basically switched pills and had her period for a month straight while the pill was like, you know, getting in sync with her. Yeah. And now it looks like that one's working right. And some of her appetites coming back. So it does. Well, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I hope that doesn't happen to you and I imagine it won't, but yeah, hormones can really impact insulin needs. Yeah. I'm trying to, trying to find a pattern, you know, week one, two, three, four, and what her, mm-hmm. her basal needs are. And I think I figured it out. Like the week, the week leading up to um, her period, she definitely requires significantly more basal insulin. Yeah, and then it's almost like once she starts, that drops right away. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I know I didn't know what was happening. She her insulin needs were all over the place. Then to find out she she shot up and grew half an inch overnight. I'm like, yeah. okay, well that explains that. It's always just trying to it kind of just feels like you're always like one step behind trying to figure it out. Yeah. My my hope is that after after she's grown and things hopefully fall into some sort of a pattern and then you can go with it. I'll tell you that for Arden, 
the weird craving slash not being hungry thing really messed with pre-bolusing too. Because oh, absolutely. if she said, I'm hungry for this, we were like throwing it across the room at her. Because eat, if, eat. She, if she thought about it too long, she could talk herself out of it. And, you know, and and what if it starts going in her mouth and she's like, oh, I can't do this. Because, and you've already and we already for, it, yeah. for it. So if, if her next day 1C comes back still in the fives, I'm getting a trophy and giving it to myself. Because yeah, you are. it was really, really, <laughs> it, was, it was between the pill switching and the hunger thing. It was a hellscape. Like, it was just. I, I'm like I'm I'm shocked that I'm not like out of my mind at this point because we were in such right. a nice we had been so stable for so long that like I was like I could be on diabetes autopilot and so could she even you know so we're that, I think it's, so I think it's getting back to it now um, but yeah I mean this is going to be it like I would think of it Leona as ovulation and the event. Right. Like those are the, I don't know. What, what do you want me to say? Your daughter's 15 <laughs> when, she start, when she starts bleeding. What am I supposed to say? Exactly? <laughs> no, the yeah, event's better yeah, than yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah, yeah. So um, those, t- <laughs> uh, during the event, Arden's needs settle down and stabilize usually and are yeah. a little lower. Um, the ovulation is usually the part where she needs a little more and it's a little rockier. Um. I have noticed what else has been going on recently. She got kennel cough when she went back to school. Like she got kennel. I don't know what else to say. The whole school started to cough when they got back together. The back to school cough. Yeah. 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 So Arden stuck to her a little harder. And at one point it was the food thing, the pill switch and the kennel cough all at the same time. And the biggest impact from the illness was that her body started to reject her sights more quickly than three days so, oh yeah so yeah I, you know you know when that i'm talking about like when there's an illness going on the way i imagine it is there's an illness going on a lot of white blood cells and they just kind of see your cannula as a foreign body a little sooner um yes you know so normally we get a good 80 hours out of the omnipod and during this illness which thankfully seems to be coming to an end uh she was getting more like 50 hours and we weren't like, oh, wow. you know, yeah. and then you had to go to another pump. And uh, it was just like, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm dizzy from the whole thing. You, uh, you. Uh, Absolutely. You're, you're um, that was another thing I wanted to thank you for was right after diagnosis, I started, found your podcast and Abby was lucky enough to get on Dexcom end of January. So we were, you know, 30 days without it. Very quick. Yeah. Um, I don't know how people lived for decades without it because when I have signal loss or doing during those two hour warm ups, I'm like, that'll go away too, Leona. Yeah, the the warm up stress it'll go away eventually. Yeah, yeah. not it, um, <laughs> not, not right away. <laughs> I'll trust you. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, I don't think that's true, but okay, thank you for saying it. <laughs> no, it really will. Like one day you'll you'll have it kind of so dialed in that you'll just know what's happening without looking you'll you'll realize that you're not looking at cgm very often to begin with because you'll right. i mean if you listen to the podcast you'll put your settings in a place where you'll know if you leave a fairly tight range 
So when you're not beeping, you won't think to look at it. You'll stay in range more frequently because you know what you're doing. There'll be less beeping. You'll stop looking as much. And before you know it, changing a, a Dexcom and having a gap of time where you don't have readings, you'll be able to kind of in your mind imagine what's happening. It, I know that sounds wrong and weird, but it'll, it, it really will happen like that. Well, um, I look forward to that. Yeah. I look forward to that happening. I also think the G7 is going to have a shorter warm-up. You know, I listened to that episode where the, is it the CEO of Dexcom mm-hmm. was on with you talking about that. And I believe that's what they said as well. That's exciting. Yeah. I wish I could. <laughs> I record so much. There are times I just don't remember what I saw. <laughs> Sometimes I feel bad about yeah. that, but I'm pretty sure that it's, uh, it's going to be shorter. Um, so yeah, I, I, but anyway, I don't think it matters. I think you'll be, you'd be okay without it, but. Yeah. yeah, we, we do really well. She's, I mean, I, I think all things considering, um, you know, being diagnosed and, and hormones and COVID all happening simultaneously. I think we're, I think we're doing really well. Yeah. She's got a, a very good attitude. So we're, we're lucky. I, I did. She's been consistently since diagnosis, her, um, her first A1C was, was high, obviously. Um, and since then her next one was eight point nine but ever since then she's been between 6.4 and 6.2 i can't seem to get it any lower um that's pretty amazing you're doing really well yeah i i I, i'm like let's see it under six but i'll i'll take what we got we're we're doing really well we got back on the omnipod and that's definitely been a huge help we were mdi for the first year okay that's excellent and are enjoying Omnipod. So well, tell me something. Thank you for that. That was you're a, a good. You, you got to stop thanking me. I just make the podcast. I, if, I'm like, no, I just think you're, I mean, literally this podcast has been, it's like our, our little Bible. What does Scott say? It's, it's fantastic. And you should be at every endo clinic at every hospital. There needs to be like a little clone of Scott teaching everybody how to deal with diabetes because saying like a 7.4 is okay is not okay. And that's what a lot of them do. So I hope my wife never hears this. I think that sentence would kill her. The idea <laughs> a bunch of me's all over the place. I think, I think literally if she heard that she'd have a stroke and die. So, uh, well, you're very kind and I, I genuinely appreciate your sentiment. I agree with you. I'm fantastic. Um, like, like yeah. you need to have like juice boxers at every clinic, just call them juice boxers and have them there helping people. And does that bother- teach them about pre-bolus because they don't do that, right? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot they don't do, but they're um, like, oh, here's a sliding scale and do this. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, you live in Canada where they actually will still give you regular and MPH and give you a sliding scale. Yeah, we we never had regular and MPH. We started right away on Humalog and yeah, Basilar. It depends on the what is it, province? Is that the word? A province. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it depends on where you are. But you could you could still get some real old timey advice in in Canada. Let me ask you about that, like that it's in your mind like that. Do you do you experience times when you're bothered knowing that you know something about this that other people don't? Does it make you feel badly, or make you feel like you should find a way, or there should be a way for other people to know? Is that a guilt too? Nope, I don't look at it as a guilt. I try to share with people and knowledge is power is how I look at it, right? Good. The more you know. 
I don't want you to feel bad about it. I sometimes feel bad about it, but I think that's just because of my job. Um, that I don't like, I'm not doing enough. Like, the, like the, the right answer hasn't popped into my head yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I did get invited. Well, it wasn't in, invited is the wrong word. I'm using the wrong word. But somebody reached out to me recently from God, a, let me see. They Hold on a second. Look at me. I'm trying to think of an acronym. To be honest, it's going to be easier if I look it up. <laughs> so, all right, here it is. Um, somebody reached out to me and said, we would like it if you would submit a proposal to speak at ADCES 22. So, oh, um, that's that new, that new it's the diabetes acronym e for the CDEs, yeah, right? Yeah, it's, it's the Diabetes Educators Conference. Um, and so that's I'm, amazing. Yeah, I'm thinking about it. I, I, I set up a phone call with the person to learn more about it. Um, I don't like the idea that I have to send a proposal, which I know sounds like snarky. Like, I think I should just be asked. <laughs> <laughs> but um no i get it i fully get it yeah but that's but I, I i'm down for doing it i think i think it would be nice you get to go speak to you know diabetes educators and, and i'm just trying to wonder like what would i tell them like if they gave me i don't know how much time they would give me you tell them everything you tell us yeah i need i need a couple hours though i can't i can't like whip in there in like 15 minutes and lay it all out and i'm not gonna travel to waste my time so i'm hoping that they'll that there's larger talks that I could maybe get them to give me. I mean, it's like a three-day event. I can get it. It's like a there. Cliff Notes version. That's like your pro tip series condensed for educators, right? I do. I, yeah, there, I have a talk that's about an hour long that that flows into a a Q and A that ends up being just like a primer for the pro tips. Like it, it gives you the idea of what they are, tells you enough about it that it feels like I could probably do that, and then kind of directs you back to those episodes so you can get the the bigger picture. I think right. I would probably do that to some, but, but change it a little bit because you also have to tell them, like, imagine this, like you're going to a place where, I don't know, like imagine you're going to a mechanics convention to tell them that they're using wrenches wrong. You, you know what I mean? They're not going to, they're not going to believe you. They're going to be like, I've used my wrench fine. Like, you know, I don't care what you think. Like I, I, that's the thing I'm worried about is like standing up in front of them and just having them look up at me and go, you're not a diabetes educator. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I would I would think like a Dexcom graph would be some some good evidence. <laughs> yeah, well, I agree, but I I don't know. Like I, I would need time to make them believe it, and then give them the idea of how it works, and then send them to a place where they could figure out more. But I am I I really do want to do it. I just want to I want to speak to her first and make sure I understand what she means um, and what I'm supposed to be proposing. Because I my proposal right now sounds like this. You should definitely let me talk at that. <laughs> yeah don't be stupid just just have me there <laughs> i don't think the sentence is going to get me through the i'm assuming there are people who are going to look at it and decide or i don't know if i'm being asked but i have to you know what i'm saying like i'm not sure what's happening exactly so i'll find out um but I'm i think it's probably a formality yeah i actually in the well that would be nice i actually thought in the past i considered putting up a table there and talking to people like, cause it's a big conference and then people walk around a floor. Maybe that's what I'll do. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll hold sort of like up. a trade show and yeah. come talk to, yeah, maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll tell them, look, I'll, I'll big time them. I'll say, I'll come do this, but I need a table too. And I don't want to pay for it. 
There you go. That's what I'll do. You're golden. Then I'll roll out. In three days, I'll just talk about diabetes with, with educators. That would probably That's be perfect. a good idea. That, that would probably work. Okay. Look right. at that. You just planned it all out. Well, you actually helped me talk through it because until then, I've just been reading this note and going, eh, I don't know. <laughs> so I needed somebody to talk about it with. And I said it to my wife, and I think she was like, oh, you might leave for three days? So she was all for it. But I, <laughs> I can't trust her because she might just want me out of the house. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So I can't trust her opinion. She's like, definitely go. <laughs> go to anything anyone invites you to. When is she coming on the podcast? Oh, God. Let's say never. But probably Let's sometime. say never. Yeah. You really I want- think that would be interesting to, to hear the, the other the other side, the other parental do you? side of. Yeah, <laughs> I do. <laughs> that, that woman could ruin me. She could come on here and like, she's married to me. We've been married for 25 years. Like, she doesn't like me. We're just, you know, the kids look like us and (laughs) the bank accounts are together. Like, it just, you know what I mean? Like, you can't leave because all your stuff's here. (laughs) So how how long have you been married? How long have I been married? 16 years. Oh, yeah. You don't even know yet. I'm just saying, like, she's she's not, like, she's going to come on and tell you every bad thing in the world about me, or she's going to say super nice stuff about me that she doesn't say to me in person. And that's going to freak me out. That's going to freak you out. What if she came on and she was like, Oh Scott, what you do for people with diabetes. And she started speaking about me the way you spoke about, like it's uncomfortable when you do it. If she does it, my head's going to explode. She hasn't said three nice things to me since I met her. I find that hard to believe. Do you? How many nice <laughs> I things? I do. do you, how many nice things do you say to your husband in the course of a week about him? Okay, I've made my. Well, point I don't. Know. Yeah, 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 I yeah, don't yeah, know. Yeah, no, yeah. I, 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 <laughs> don't put me on the spot. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, listen, <laughs> fuck you, Leona. Okay, like you said, <laughs> you, said, you said. I'm sure she does it. And then I asked you, and you're like, I don't know that guy. He's a scumbag. Like I don't like. You were about to go into like. Yeah, I'm sure your husband's not a scumbag, but you know what I mean. I'm saying like you're you you start thinking about all like nobody runs around saying nice things to each other all the time. Just hippies and like people who smoke a lot and people who just met each other and people on Instagram. <laughs> Those seem to be the only people who are being like overtly nice to each other on every day. Most of us are just living our lives. And I'm saying like, if she comes on here and talks about us, like we've been together for 25 years, you're just not going to be interested. And if she comes on here and I find out there's something about me that she really likes that she doesn't tell me, I'm going to be devastated. There's no win in this for me, basically. It's all for the podcast. It's all for the podcast. It's oh, all for the podcast. I think it's going to work out really well. But I'm, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm trying. Like when Arden came on, I was like, I don't know if this is valuable to me or to the podcast, but definitely people want to hear it. And by the way, Arden's episode in short order became like one of the most downloaded episodes ever. I have no doubt. Yeah, and in yeah. this year, she beat Kevin Sayer from Dexcom, which is really saying something because he wow. he draws like crazy downloads, like. I would say that my normal amount of downloads after 30 days for an episode and after six months for an episode um, is kind of how I care about it. And um, he is always at the top of that number. Like he he draws outside of people who listen. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, but Arden just like crushed that number. So well, that it was highly entertaining, and it was great to to hear from the person we've all heard about. Right? It was it was awesome. Was it? She came off. She came off okay to you. She totally did. Oh, I got a couple of. Nasty I mean, she. What is she? Seventeen? Was she sixteen or seventeen? And yeah, well, that's what you get. Yeah, 
you. Tell I it like it is. I thought she was terrific. I got an email about it that like yelled at like yelled at me for her religious beliefs and stuff like that. And I was like, oh god. Oh, give me a break. I was like, Please leave me alone. <laughs> exactly. Delete. I, I I answered. I answered very politely and very thoughtfully. Um, but I wanted to respond and say, it's a free podcast. Shut up. <laughs> you don't pay for it. Like, don't listen to it if you don't want to hear it. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Um, exactly. But anyway. Um Okay, so we're let's let's kind of double back here for a second. How much okay. how much of this got out of hand? I'm not gonna lie to you, Leona. <laughs> it's enjoyable. I love it. <laughs> oh, we're having fun. But is it about diabetes? I'm not certain. Um <laughs> does your daughter do much management on her own or how involved are you? Like what's a day look like the two of you together? She's really good. I mean, she she obviously she changes her her pumps herself, she changes her dexcoms herself. Um all that she's fully obviously capable of doing herself. Um, she is in a hockey academy program at school. Of and that's thrown a wrench into our our management because some days, I guess it's adrenaline. When, when they're scrimmaging on the ice or they're doing something competitive, her blood sugar will spike. Mm-hmm. And other days when it's maybe just drills and it's, it's purely just activity-based, her blood sugar will go low. So we're... I'm trying to find a pattern with that. Um, and so she will say, mom, how much should I take for lunch? This is the carbs I have. Then I'm going to play hockey. So she'll, she definitely asks for input. Yeah. Um, but I know she could be very well self-sufficient if needed to be. Okay. Um, does she forget that she's eaten crackers after school? Yeah. Abby, how come you're at 10.5 straight arrow up? Oh, Oh, I had some crackers. Right. Yeah. I think that happens. I don't think that's, you know, and I think that's just being a teenager. I, yeah. You know, I know when, when there isn't those accidental snacks, like if, if those things didn't happen, I bet you we could get under six for her A1C, but I mean, I'll, I'll take what I can get, but she's very, yeah, she's doing great. And the A1C is terrific, obviously. Um, And maybe that other part like comes on board and, and you see that because I, I, I was going to ask you earlier, it's actually interesting that we got back to this because earlier I thought to say to you, what do you think the difference is between a five, eight and a six, one? And you think it's the the moments where it gets missed, it gets out of hand and then you have to bring it back down. Yeah. yeah. Or she'll, she'll have a low and they say, okay, have either have a juice box or, or treat it however she's going to treat it. And I don't know if, if it's the low in her or if it's just pure teenage, I don't want to think about it. Oh, well, I was low. So I thought it wouldn't, didn't matter if I had a bit more. Mm. So no, you actually just ingested 30 carbs instead of the 10 that you really need. So then you get that rebound high. So we deal with that often. Um, But overall, I mean, her doctors are, are thrilled with with how she's doing and no, I, they so be. am I. So yeah, yeah. So, so am I. Uh, and if she's going to have more when she's treating a low, just wait a little bit and bolus for some of it and keep that spike away. But I guess you'd see, you don't find out about it in time. <gasps> That's right. right. I usually find out about it when the high happens. I'm like, Hey, what's going on? Oh, right. Where, where's your Dexcom set at for a high alarm? I have it set at 9.5. Um, for a high alarm and I, I probably should lower it. Um, but I have found with, with school, she definitely has that, um, 
walk into the school, her blood sugar goes up or with her activity, it'll go up. So I think I've been hesitant to lower it. I think there should be two different alarms for highs. Like Mm -hmm. I would like a high level alarm, like, like just, you know, say like you, yours is at 170 you know, for Americans listening, like nine. Okay. Right. So like, I like the idea of like, okay, I I really don't want to see your blood sugar go over this number. Okay. But I would also like there to be a number where you get like the ocean number, like something went wrong number. Um, And, and so that you can, it doesn't have to be this constant beeping or, you know, something like that, but it would be cool if you could also set it for 120. And like, if you knew, like, you don't like a well bolused meal, for instance, doesn't go over whatever your number is, 120, 130, mm-hmm. whatever like that, whatever works for you. And then you could set an alarm to let you know, hey, you know, this didn't work out like this last meal or last food didn't work out because we shouldn't have shot up this quickly. Like beep, beep, hey, we're 130. Then you could be like that could snap you into it for a second and say, all right, what just happened? Well, she was low. She probably ate too much or had something that was stronger than I thought. Let's ask her what she ate and bolus for it right now if we should. And right. then and then another alarm that's more like, you know, I don't know, like drifty. Like I'm 170 hours after a meal or something like that. Like I drifted up. I don't I guess maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe I just think you should lower your high alarm. If I, guess I think I'm, that's I'm, what I'm, I need I'm to trying do. to think it through and then I'm like, uh Damn, maybe she just needs a lower or high alarm. I, I feel like there's. I think I need a lower high alarm because, yeah. regardless of the cause, it needs to be dealt with. Right. Well, that could be the answer too. Right there, maybe, and maybe that, maybe that is a a way to impact your other issue. Right. Like maybe if twenty minutes after she corrected him a low with a lot of carbs, you were aware of it and said, Hey, what just happened? And she said, Oh, I blah, 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 too many carbs. Okay. Well, let's bolus for that. Maybe then she'd start thinking about bolusing if she ate more when she was correcting a low, instead of it being what I'm imagining is like an hour or so later. Now the low's gone. We've all forgotten about it, but now my blood sugar is high. That make that time of distance can make the events feel disconnected. Yeah, like how are you just three point seven and now you're seven point five? Like because that's how it feels, right? Yes. But yeah. th- the truth is, is, if you heard the beeping sooner, you might put two and two together more quickly, and she might as well. Yeah. Oh, who who knew I was going to come Look out with the, something insightful? Who knew you knew all that information? Scott? That. No, well, I know, uh, but I yeah, and I uh, no, I didn't think I was going to get insightful because we messed around so much in the middle. I I thought this would get away from me, but. <laughs> But you see what I mean? That that that's these are the little things that I I listened to and, and picked up, and that's why this podcast is so amazing. I appreciate that. It is a really good podcast. I appreciate you telling me that. So, but it is just even even if you're not picking up t- tips and tricks, just to feel not alone, and that what you're feeling is normal, and somebody else is feeling it as well, has been a godsend I'm really to me. Glad. Yeah. No, I'm really glad. Um, I, I am, I just, uh, I'm, I'm wrapping my head around what the podcast is more and more as time goes by the Facebook page, the private one really helps me understand it better when people, there's a great thread where people just like every once in a while, just leave a note to tell me what the podcast is to them. And it's, it's, um, sometimes I read the responses and I think I never would have imagined that. Um, so it's, it's really nice. Yeah. Like, look at what you've created. 
It's a, it's a weird thing. So you're being too nice to me. We're getting in a weird spot here, Leona, where I can't handle uh, that. Is it awkward for it's you? I'm making sorry. me feel like uncomfortable. Like there's like <laughs> vertebrae in the center of my spine that are tightening up because I just, I'm telling you right now, I don't, I'm not comfortable when women are kind to me. There's something <laughs> I'm hundred percent sure something bad's about to happen. So I'm getting like, I'm having some PTSD at the moment right now. Um, what have we learned about you? Because uh, you are, you are. Um, I would like to talk longer, but I have Jenny coming up in thirty minutes, so I have to eat something real quick before I record with Jenny. Jenny's awesome. Yeah, Love Jenny. Yeah, she and I are doing some variables today. So um, cool. And I, 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 she doesn't usually do it this late in the day with me. I, I hoodwinked her a little bit. I was like, "Hey, are you?" <laughs> I said, "Are you free this week?" And she's like, "Not really. I can do it on like at this time right here." And I was like, "I'll take it." Um, so. I just, I, I love her too. Um, but, awesome. But did, did we not talk about anything that you hope to speak about? Oh, well, I could talk to you all day. Um, no, I think we covered it all. Like teen diagnosis and a trio of autoimmune issues and just parental guilt uh, about it all happening to your kids and knowing that you're not alone. And your Facebook community is huge. I'm members of other type one um, groups and you're highly talked about there as well. Everybody references the juice box podcast and reach out. Like I don't have a lot of people in my life that are familiar with type one. I have a couple, Um, but it's important to, to talk to somebody, whether that's therapy or, finding somebody online like that you can connect with it's it's been very helpful you know i'm glad i am i'm not in any other type one groups i might be members of a couple that i don't even remember that i am anymore but i don't i don't look i actually can't i don't have enough time to use facebook as myself so for sure i'm on facebook as the page usually and so i don't see i i just don't see other diabetes content and if i did i i wouldn't look at it anyway um but I did just have a, a woman come into the Facebook page today and, you know, people answer a couple of questions that proves to the algorithm at Facebook that you're like a real person. And um, she said, your podcast is talked about all the time in every Facebook group I'm in. Yeah, it and, is. And I was like, wow, is that true? Like, you know, that's cool. And she was an international person too. So she was talking about like, you know, the, you know, more of the like Dexcom Omnipod ones, tandem ones, and like stuff that's specific for people in certain countries. I'm like, God, that's crazy. You know, I just saw today on one of the um, Facebook groups, people are referencing um, Crush It and Catch It, and they're actually giving you credit, like they're quoting who it came from. You're everywhere. It's it's so nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I said a couple of things and they stuck in people's heads. So I sure did. They're helpful. So that's cool. And I'm happy that people are using stuff that's, uh, making their lives easier. I'm just like, it's a strange thing. Like I'm not there, but to know that it's happening is odd. Like, I don't know if you're following what I'm saying or not, but it's really, it it might be a specific thing to being me, but that there is somebody right now typing out my name and saying, I did this thing that this guy, it's, it's a strange thing to me. So be very proud. Oh, I am proud. Thank you. I appreciate that. You don't have to be you're, like, you're my mom now. And the puppy's still going. Oh, if you can still hear that. I absolutely can. Uh, you should definitely pay those people, buy those people's home and kick them out. 
Like, yeah, I think we might have to. <laughs> buy their house, evict them, sell it back to somebody else. One caveat, you cannot buy a barking dog. Um, no. I would I, – I, ready? I'll tell you this and then I'll let you go. My neighbors who have this dog are recently separated. Okay. And when the gentleman left the house and he didn't take the dog with him, I was, <laughs> I was crestfallen. <laughs> Like I was no. sad about their demise of their of their marriage. Like it really was. That they're lovely people. She got the house and the dog. And and but but I just thought when I when I recognized it was happening, I was like, oh god, this is it. I think the dog's his. <laughs> this is the best day of my worst day of their life. Best day of my life. He's gonna take that. And then he left and did not take the dog. He did not take the dog. And I'm speaking with the woman one day, and she's obviously you know um, surly about the end of her of her nuptial her marriage. And uh, I said, you know, if you really get mad at him and you wanted to really pay him back, you could make him take the dog. (laughs) (laughs) And she and she laughed and she goes, I'm so sorry about the dog. And I was like, I know you are. But honestly. Give him the dog. Give him the dog. What are we doing? (laughs) Give him the dog. This is the perfect opportunity. How are we not all seeing this? Why are we not all on the same page? Give the guy the dog. Make him take the dog. Uh, but it's not happening. So anyway, now I'm down to hoping they sell the house. <laughs> there you go. And I really, Dog comes with house. <laughs> genuinely like her. I don't want her to leave. But if her leaving means the dog leaves, I'm up for it at this point. So and at the same time, I'm not bothered. Like I am. Let me be clear. We're incredibly bothered by it. It's terrible. But it's not. I don't think of them as lesser people or like I don't not enjoy living here because of it or something like that. I just really wish that dog would shut the fuck up. That's all. Absolutely. I hear you. <laughs> oh my God. It won't stop. All oh right. God. Uh, Leona, you were terrific. Um, I really appreciate you doing this. I, I, if Thank I can, you very I, much. If I can say one nice thing to you, uh, it would be that you didn't do anything wrong and uh, you should cut yourself a break. So, yeah, well, thank you. You're welcome. Tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to thank Dexcom and Omnipod and Leona. To find out more about that 10-day free trial, the Dexcom G6, go to Dexcom.com forward slash juice box. To find out if you're eligible for the free 30-day trial, the Omnipod dash, Omnipod.com forward slash juice box. Links in the show notes. Links at juiceboxpodcast.com. Don't forget T1DExchange.org forward slash juice box. Run over there right now. Take that survey couple last things facebook page the private one juice box podcast type 1 diabetes check it out and if you're listening in a podcast app and i hope you are please subscribe and follow to the show to the show please subscribe and follow the show subscribe and follow follow and subscribe thank you so much for listening i'll be back very soon with another episode of the juice box podcast